Hello, you're listening to Common Ride with me, a podcast about stunt-filled shows full of heroes. I'm James Dorrington. You can call me Kip, and I'm your expert. This week, we watched Money Morphin Power Rangers, both the Green No More and the new Power Ranger sagas. It's Morphin Time! Hello, everybody. We're back for our regularly scheduled Friday. There was a bonus on Monday, but we are back to normal. And with me, I have two guests. Hello, Josh, and hello, Brandon. Hey, how's it going? Hello. So, um, Brandon, you may remember from episode, crap, episode 19, where we talked about uh, Power Rangers, Beast Morphers, and Go Buster. Yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah, it had, uh, had a lot going for it. We'll see if these stack up. What's your podcast time, Brandon? Oh. Uh, you can find us at uh, Tokyo Black, the Tokyo Black Hour podcast, where wherever podcasts are played. You know, uh, we're like a news of the week kind of thing with a comedic twist. That's a great show. Um, and um, then there is Josh from Dead Jester Productions. Hey, Josh. Hello. Thank you for having me. So, how's everyone feeling this week? We're so far, uh, I guess. Yeah, not too bad. I woke up tired as hell, but you know, I got stronger as the game went on. So, you know, we we ain't doing too bad. I'm doing a new uh, diet and workout sort of thing for uh, the next couple of weeks, so I got up early today, so I'm also exhausted. <laughs> Ooh, and um, we also have a guest. If you hear any uh, cat purring from my neck region, that is what is happening now. Nice. <laughs> so starting with Josh, um, what's your history like with Power Rangers? Like, was it like a show that you watched growing up, or like did it miss you? Or no, I, I saw it a bit growing up. Um, I don't remember all the, the different seasons I watched of it. Um, the the original Money Mike from Power Rangers, though, I definitely watched a number of those seasons. Um, and then, I don't know, by the time I was like eight or nine or so, that, definitely at that age, I was it was, uh, it was kind of past me. Spent a lot more uh, time outside. I didn't get to watch as many of the later seasons. What about you, Brandon? Oh, dude, I'm an old man. Like, unfortunately, I was just like, I was just too old to start watching it. But <laughs> Like, I did watch it. I would come home from school and, like, start doing my homework because I think it came on before, like, Animaniacs and, like, Batman the Animated Series and whatnot. So, like, I came home and I watched it, and it was, like, pretty nostalgic for me because, like I mentioned on the last show, I'm a huge Voltron fan, and the premise is almost exactly the same. It's five people. They jump in a robot that forms a bigger robot, and then they fight a monster that grows to a giant proportion. So, like... The story beats were a little bit different, but overall it was pretty much the same thing. So to see it in live action like that was pretty, was pretty cool for me, you know, but I never about to say, but I, yeah, I never got to, I never got like super, super into it. Cause like I said, I was, mm-hmm. you know, I was too old at that point. So as like a Voltron fan um, and somebody who's on the internet, where do you fall on like the Voltron versus like the Megazord like debate? Um, Like who would win? Yeah, who would win or just... Oh, dude, I gotta go Voltron, you know. Uh, he has the merits of being able to go out into space. And I I don't know, like, I, I don't know how how tall he would be. I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming they're of comparable height. But Voltron seems a lot more limber than 
the Megazord, which I know is a fact that he's animated, and the Megazord is a guy in a suit that cannot, like, <laughs> you know, make those kind of moves. But, you know, <laughs> if you got to go with what you got, then I don't know. I just think, I just think Voltron, I mean, Voltron went and fought God, for God's sakes. You know what I mean? Like, Voltron's pretty hard. So I, I got to go, I got to go Voltron on this one. Well, um, in the original Japanese version, the Megazord is God. Well, and now, like well, all now the dinosaurs are different aspects of God. Hmm. Hmm. Really, I didn't know that. Well, now you got to fight on your hands, then. So yeah, I was just about to compliment you for bringing up good points, and he throws that <laughs> monkey wrench in. <laughs> I don't know. I still, I don't know. I still like I still like Voltron better. I like I don't know. I like the oh, design yeah. <laughs> better. His swords a little more boss. You know the car- I like the pilots better. They're like super battle hardened i mean they were in a gladiator arena where they were feeding the losers to the winners so these kids from riverdale or wherever the hell they're from ain't ready for all that you know like (laughs) the voltron team is born again hard you know i mean voltron um does definitely win in the category of most likely to have a good hollywood movie like voltron definitely was there i was like power rangers yeah it's so easy, right? Like it, it's such an easy movie to make, you know. Yeah, like especially with when you look at what they did with that Dark Power Rangers, like mini mini movie that they had that that person put together like eight years ago. Man, if they did something like that, they would be in business. Hell, the Power Rangers should have bought that idea off that guy. It was gold, you know. I mean, they tried, but um. Have you seen this, Josh? Like, it was like a like uh, they got some porn stars for part of it, and they had like James Vanderbeek as Tommy and like Katie Sackioff from Battlestar Galactica as like Kimberly. I don't know why I know that. I, I but, think I have seen this actually. Yeah, and like, it was like one of those weird things where like a bunch of just like dudes that had money just spent like a hundred thousand dollars to get like an eight minute short made with like cool powered costumes. Because mm-hmm. why not? Man, that thing was that thing was boss. Yeah, I do, I do remember that being a thing. Oh uh, yeah, um, like I just um don't know. It's it just seems like the chances of like a good pirates movie like being made is hard because like I don't know if they're what they would even do because like they tried and it was just like did you all see that like 2017 2016 pirates movie that was like all like weird dark alien costumes and one thing they like couldn't do was they have like giant dinosaurs but they changed them all so they didn't look like dinosaurs at all. It was bizarre how badly they like missed the mark on that one. Mm-hmm. It, it you're you're either gonna want to go for like a nostalgic effect it seems to bring in people who are trying to get back into it while appealing to the new audience so it's kind of hard you're not going to be able to please everyone so it's if you try to do that it almost brings out a negative on both sides sometimes yeah i didn't i didn't see the last one but i heard mixed reviews about it most of them were pretty good you know like they were like for you know power rangers movie it wasn't too bad they were i guess they were aiming at a little bit older of an audience it wasn't like a super kids movie from what i understand like all the parts that uh weren't power rangers like like the parts that were just like teens hanging out were fine but it was like it very much felt like if like they tried to do like power rangers by way of man of steel so just like washed out colors like slightly more mm. grim that kind of stuff like and just like eh, it's just that but like um they're trying to get soon, I guess, but we'll see. I think Paramount is uh, rebooting it again. Yeah. I don't know. They should try one for the nostalgia fans, you know, be like, look, don't take your kid to this one. This is, you know, 
this ain't for the kids, you know, and do just just do something wild, you know. Supposed to be like a time travel one where the Power Rangers from now get sent back to the nineties or something. But like, I'm not sure if it's the Power Rangers like from that movie or if it's like just a random other team because there's like still shows going on. But I don't think they want to like put the cast of any of the shows in the movie. I don't, I don't know. I'd like to see him do something like a Dark Knight where freaking Zed's actually won and they're all old and grizzled and stuff like that. And they got to go <laughs> dig up their old Zords because all the other ones are cash. You know, like I'd be down for something like that. So one good thing that like did come from like the movie was uh, they um had some comics that started and, and people love the comics a lot. Apparently, like I haven't really like looked at them like I hate meaning to. But um, I guess um. Last year, there was a live action trailer for like a big like comic crossover event, but they got the actor for Tommy back, but he's playing like an evil version of himself called like Lord Dracon. Like, I think his whole thing is that like he's stealing people's powers to turn himself into like a god of like the Power Rangers multiverse or something. That hmm. sounds pretty good. I'd be down for that. Yeah. And like at a certain point, it's just like it just looked good, like partially because like it was the old actor in the costume, but like a little bit of like stunt work, a little bit of like color. And like, I think like, they could make like a good, pretty good movie, you know? Hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad at it. Yeah. Were there any other um shows that like you like all watched, like VR Troopers or like Beetleborgs, like growing up, like that, like that were part of that, like let's use some power, just like adjacent like footage wave or no? Uh, like I said, by the time all that stuff hit the hit the shores here, it was it was a wrap for me. So yeah, yeah, like I've heard I've heard of said shows and i've even caught them you know like in passing but i never got a chance to sit down and really really like enjoy them as a fan just because you know at that point i was off to you know graduating high school going to college and then you know beetleborgs was the last thing on my mind you know what i'm saying yeah what about you josh like really it was just like power rangers i didn't focus a whole lot on other shows back then um i can't really even think of anything else i used to watch at that time period honestly I was just focused on what was in front of me and then playing with the action figures I got. Once I got into something, I was just all in on that. I ignored anything else. Yeah, there's like a Power Rangers then like Yu-Gi-Oh! Then there's just like, oh no, look, I gotta like mm-hmm. actually like be into like sports and stuff and like, you know, and like anime, like cool stuff. <laughs> Not Yu-Gi-Oh! and Power Rangers, anime and sports. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I think I got out of Yu-Gi-Oh! I did, I did get into that. I got out of that because my parents stopped wanting to spend money on the cards. It very quickly becomes expensive. Oh, I haven't told this like story on the podcast, but I used to like play Yu-Gi-Oh and gamble when I was like a young kid, <laughs> like uh, like about like <laughs> late elementary school, early middle school. Like I started to like play for keeps, and then like <laughs> so like I would do stuff like I would like make like sixty dollars like playing Yu-Gi-Oh, and then I'd spend seventy dollars like packs of cards. <laughs> now you gotta spend money to make money man you know what i'm saying yeah uh, it was not sustainable but like i kind of got away with it longer just because like i was like getting people's cards and money and stuff uh yeah that was a weird time in my life uh i like uh very nearly just like went okay so i didn't go but i knew somebody else who like played lots of Yu-Gi-Oh, like and like made some money who like went to this like hotel where there was like four different like bar mitzvahs going on and they're like and like they apparently made like two hundred dollars that day but like uh i (laughs) i decided that that sounded like the wrong kind of risk to take as like a 11 or 12 year old (laughs) 
I mean, yeah, hustling people all their, all their bar mitzvah money might get you damn beat up in the back. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think you've made a wise decision, sir. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but also, like, uh, just kind of what I do sometimes. Like, sometimes I just, like, take a step back and be like, huh, I'm about to get into some shit. Part of me wish I had, like, gotten into a fight at somebody's, like, bar mitzvah over Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> hey, it's a story to tell. Yeah, as long as you're on the right end of it, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to tell about the time you got your ass whipped outside of a bar mitzvah. You know, you'd have I've to make sure. stories like that. Oh, <laughs> no, but, like, what would have happened was, like, I was, like, a big enough kid that, like, somebody's dad or, like, uncle would have, like, beaten shit out of me at a bar mitzvah <laughs> over, like, oh, like, he stole my Exodia. Oh, well, then that's fucking double sweet. You'll get your card back and get that lawsuit going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we should move over to, uh, to actual um, topic for this week. And like, um, and that is the start of the second season of... No, that is not the start of the second season. My bad, entirely. Uh, it is the um, midpoint of the second season of Mighty Warfare Power Rangers. We are covering Green No More, which is the end of the Green Ranger. And then... A ninja encounter, which is where we're introduced to three new Power Rangers. And we are back, and uh, first off, Green No More. So this is the end of the Green Ranger, like Tommy, who was kind of the breakout character of Power Rangers, like when he came on the scene, like it was like a pivotal shift. And like, um, in episode two, like we cover that, like in like a much like more detailed, like, oh, um, like shot. But, um, so for a while, he was losing his powers, this kind of stuff. And this is like where like they finally go. And, um, what did y'all think about <laughs> in broad strokes, like these episodes for Green No More? Um, like, the overall arc, I guess, is fine, but <laughs> some some of it was handled a little a little sloppily, you know. Oh, like, really? <laughs> I, yeah, call me a hater, I guess, but yeah, I don't know. I remember them being a little bit better than this, and like, I don't want to just like clown all over it, but a lot of my notes are like gaffes and stuff because you know I love them and. Yeah, you know, like for instance, the bear, the Donkey Kong barrel roll scene. Mm-hmm. Exactly what popped into my mind when it Dude, happened. Dude, the, the like they jump over these barrels, and it is the most <laughs> unathletic looking jump you have ever seen. You know what I mean? That would be. It looked like yeah. me jumping. You know, and uh, you know my knees are bad now. My hip hurts. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I just expected a little more from. But I don't know. I guess to keep it real, like. Billy has always looked 35, even though he's supposed to be in high school. You know, the mm-hmm. rest of them can kind of slide, but man, Billy has always looked like me through the whole series. I don't know how they damn thought that was going to fly, but I think he was you know, the right age. The what about you, Josh? Sorry. <laughs> no, I was like, no, I, I was, I was kind of the same thing. You know, I was, I, I tend to pay attention to details that don't really have an impact on things. The one thing that did bother me was um, I don't I don't know how far ahead we want to get, but uh, towards the end of the, I feel like they kind of rushed the, the sort of wrap up of it and felt like a little bit, um, yeah. I just I don't know. I feel like they kind of uh, cleaned up the problem rather quickly after having to deal with it for two episodes. Yeah, yeah. this was technically so okay. It's kind of convoluted. 
the first thing, um, the actor for Billy was 24, so he wasn't that old. He just looked oldish. That's actually surprising yeah. that he's that young. <clears throat> like, there might have been, like, old for the cast, but I think, like, the cast is, for the most part, like, in, like, their early 20s. Like, I think no one's, like, older than, like, that. But, um, so basically, um, Tommy gets the green powers and is evil. Then Tommy gets turned good. Then Tommy's powers start to be stolen by, like, Rita the Witch. Then Tommy loses his powers. Then the Power Rangers lose their powers. Then Tommy comes back because they filmed new footage because he was too popular. <laughs> then <laughs> they have a seven-episode arc. These are the last two episodes, but there's five episodes previous to this where the plot is just stealing Tommy's powers slowly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is, like, it's just, just so weird to me that, like, it, uh, it is very convoluted. And, like, there's lots of stuff where I was like, oh, like, let's do an episode on, like, or, like, let's cover the episode where, like, the two villains had a wedding. And then it was, like, a five-episode arc. And I was like, what? <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> Why are these all, like, three or four-episode arcs? Like, that, um, the next thing that we'll talk about could have been one episode, but it was three episodes, that, like, ninja encounter. Hmm. Wild. Yeah, they hmm. really drew that one out, you know. Yeah. I, I do want to <laughs> say this, though. Like, I forgot that Lord Zed was a thing. Dude, that guy looks boss. He is menacing yeah, as hell, right. you know? He's way more, like, menacing looking than Rita ever was to me, you know? He's literally just, like, a person, but he doesn't have any skin or, like, a skull, really. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, one thing that tripped me out was everybody who, like, didn't know the Power Rangers were a thing and definitely didn't know Lord Zed was a thing they get kidnapped by Lord Zed, see Lord Zed, and they are way more calm than I would be had I seen Lord Zed <laughs> uh, and the fucking flying monkey thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody's just like... They're like, oh, this is a bummer. Yeah, everybody's just like, eh, you know, what are you going to do? I'd have been like, what the... Yeah. Who are you? What the hell is going on? You know, I, I'd have had some questions. <laughs> These people took it way better than I would have. That's all I'm saying. I mean, like, um, so, like, with Rita, she was, like, all footage from the Japanese show because they're that lazy. So, like, they were just, like, dubbing over this Japanese woman. <laughs> but, like, for him, he was made entirely. That was their choice. He was their choice. And, like, um, in fact, like, the title of the last episode of this show is a, is, um, like, episode, like, three of my Power Rangers, um, a Clive Barker Star Wars villain, which is what he is. Like, he's, like, part Hellraiser, part Darth Vader. Yeah, like hmm. I said, good job on whoever designed this guy because he looks way awesome. And he doesn't he have his own Zord at some point? Yeah, it's like giant. It's like um, hell yeah, that thing is boss. It's like planet you know size I mean? or something. <laughs> like it like crushes their Zords like in one foot or something. It's wild. I don't know. It's huge. I think he's got a huge like dragon that flies through the damn air. And yeah, that thing is yeah. It, his ride is pimp for sure. Yeah, like Serpentera. Yeah. Yeah, I just remember that thing because I was like, what the man do the most, Lord Zed, you know? (laughs) He's living his best life for sure. When he got introduced, um, a lot of parrots complained that he was too scary. I can imagine. Like I said, me as an adult watching these again, like I said, when anybody gets kidnapped and they see Lord Zed, uh, they're not doing enough screaming in my book, you know? No, totally. Just like, oh, what the (laughs) fuck is that? Like, right. Right. Nobody ever bats an eyelash. But I guess in this world where, like, everybody seems pretty cool with the Power Rangers, like in this one, uh, is it this episode or is it 
No, no, it's the upcoming episodes. I'll I'll save it. But everybody is very calm about what goes on in this town. You know. Yeah, yeah they like, are overly why, calm. Why would you live on the sixteenth floor of a building? Knowing, you know what I'm saying? Every week that thing's about to get tore down. I don't even know how they can get a building permit to make it more than one story high for any place in this, you know? And it's yeah. not like a bustling metropolis. This place looks pretty small, you know? So mm. for it to be a hotbed of giant robot activity, why no what why the whole population <laughs> hasn't left yet? I have no idea. You know, after the first giant Zord attack, I'm out, dude. You know. I watch that shit on the news. <laughs> and like one of the early episodes, they are watching on the news. There's just this really great line where like they're watching like the um the giant monkey like Goldar like uh, just like destroy like a building when he's like giant size and like you just hear in the background like the most like that guy like do just be like look at the size of that guy. <laughs> just yeah, like wait, man. that's your response to the giant buster. They must pump in like common gas to this place because nobody is ever overly excited like in the news report that's coming up in the next couple episodes the newsman is just mm-hmm. like this monster he even knows the monster's name nobody knows the monster's name not even Zed until <laughs> the monster pops up so how this guy knows I have no idea <laughs> but like he's just like yeah flower man's tearing the club up where are the power rangers he's not screaming <laughs> or nothing this dude is calm as you know he has seen some stuff that's all I'm saying because that he acts like this happens every other Tuesday, which I guess it does technically, but <laughs> I mean, it does. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Dude. I love in the opening sequence to this where like the green ranger and the pink ranger are, I don't know, doing some count. Cal- they're shooting basketball. That's what it is. And he misses his shot too. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> he's he's really sad. Mojo. He's like sounding like he has like a terminal illness or something. He's just like, Oh, I'm going to lose my powers. But I love how him from the future shows up and he's like, I'm you from the future. And I was like, not too far in the future. You're wearing the same shirt. You know what I mean? (laughs) What's wild is there's a point where they change outfits that he changes back into the outfit before the fight. Oh, oh, man. Don't get me started. Like he fights the uh, little crave, like hermit crab monster and gets the time thing. And he's like, Mm -hmm. I need to go back in time. And I'm like, bruh. You found this thing because somebody had went back in time. You don't need to go back in time again to warn yourself. You know what I mean? Like you're here. Oh, no, no, this guy no, 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 obviously no. did the same thing. Uh, you're forgetting. <laughs> he doesn't go back in time. Somebody else comes from the future to give him a communicator. Remember that? So yeah. he gets the time travel device after he's gone back in time to warn himself. But before he can warn himself to finish the loop, another him comes back in time to give him the <laughs> communicator instead of going back to the start. Yeah, I don't know, man. It it is a mess. Like they, yeah, I don't want to get into the time travel paradoxes that are going on in the show. Yeah, they go into other world, and it looks just like this world, only out in the country a little bit. You know what I mean? Like other world is underwhelming for sure. They because, never do it good. Those mention things. You know, now when they go to the damn wherever they were holding the next folks when we get there, that it, at least it looks like they tried. You know what I'm saying? These guys were like, we're going to Otherworld. And like, you know, Otherworld is out in some rural area. I don't know. And then he's fighting Tommy and like gangster rolls him over a hill or something. Yeah. And he's like, don't worry, I'll find you. And I'm like, find him. You just watched him crawl behind a rock that was like 10 feet in front of you. I don't know. It was, you know. The only other like 
mound of dirt in the entire area. It's like, where right. it like, Yeah. It's not like <laughs> yeah. he was in a jungle or anything. There was about four <laughs> spots that wouldn't have taken you, you know. And then he gets in the, in the trench and then grabs that dude, grab claw man, you know, crab man's ankle and gangster rolls him down the hill. I'm just like, bro, what are you doing? You know? He's trying to I fight. Don't I don't know. After their like sad time travel basketball scene, they like introduce um Zach the Black Ranger's cousin Curtis, and I'm like, you don't have time to introduce Curtis a new character here. This is like the end of one of your characters' like powers, but they just introduce him by having like it's a great intro to him. There's two of them walking a... down the stairs, and he's just dancing. Yeah. Well, him and Zach <laughs> for both... too long. Oh yeah, it goes yeah it goes on for a while. <laughs> like him and Zach both just are prone to break into a damn two step at any minute. You know it's. <laughs> It's awkward. And then I guess Billy's homeboy rolls up and he's like, what's up, dog? This is my cousin. What's up? This is my boy. And he's like, oh, now we're best friends. And they just go walk off down the hall. You know, I don't know. Yeah. So I, um, this whole thing hasn't been like completely like chronologically ordered. Like, uh, for the last episode, uh, we compared like, um, one episode from like the Japanese show that like the second season of Power Rangers is like adapting from like an episode that's like a little later. And like, I saw Curtis and he's, and he's introduced as like he just moved in from st louis and he's like a jazz trumpetist and like I, i'm just like oh this is great this character must never show up because why this is so specific and then when i saw him get introduced here like two or three episodes earlier i was like that's fucking curtis the jazz trumpetist zach's cousin <laughs> and like I, I, I fucking love him so much he's like apparently he was just introduced to be like a red herring for like um the white ranger later because like he can also do like hmm. martial arts i guess just so funny i, I just love how like <laughs> i totally just thought like he got introduced as like a jazz trumpetist because the scene they had him in was totally like oh this is like his first and only episode but apparently he's in like a dozen episodes <laughs> the most talented man in the entire power rangers universe he's all these skills not pertaining to being a power ranger he and zach have like a famous uncle who was applied to be louis armstrong and Zach inherits his like trumpet, but not not Curtis, who's the one who actually does like jazz trumpet like their uncle. <laughs> uh, Curtis and like to like a lesser extent, like Richie, too, because he shows up a bunch is like working at the juice bar. And then he randomly also disappears after he's done being like a red herring for the White Ranger, I guess. <laughs> I just love that shit. <laughs> Dude, my other my other favorite part about this arc is that. They've got evil Power Ranger doppelgangers. So like this group of kids rolls up and they're all a-holes, you know, and they're picking on the nerd kid who has his glasses taped up naturally. Yes, Stuart. And dude, I'm like, first of all, these kids are jerks. And second of all, they're all new to school. Did they all move together? How do they all know each other and are all rolling into a new school together like a gang? Like, yeah, they never explain it. You know, it's just weird. It's so wild that happens. Like, and like, I love how, like, it starts with, like, them, they, like, Donkey Kong roll Bulk and Skull, and then they steal a bunch of shit from this kid who just enters, like, the hallway from a door labeled science. Yeah. (laughs) And they're just like, yeah, like, we're going to run the school now. And then, like, there's, like, even a scene later where, like, they go to the beach, apparently just to start shit to, like, beat the shit out of the Power Rangers, which, honestly, I wish we'd gotten to see that. But, man, so, like, Zed says Zed's going to make them like his evil Power Rangers from the power he siphons off a of Tommy. And man, mm-hmm. let me tell you something. Costumes. 
bruh. Yeah, hell yeah, the costumes. costumes. These are the jankest things I have seen in a while. They just took some putty costumes and didn't even do anything to them besides put some red fucking damn uh, cloth behind their eyes and mouth. (laughs) This this is sorry. I mean, I guess for them not to literally do anything, they didn't want to go all out and make them Power Ranger outfits, but come on, bro. This is... That's my my favorite part was like, it's just cloth, but then they just crudely cut out the holes for their eyes and mouth it's so weird it makes it so much worse (laughs) well actually um apparently they were so low quality they were originally supposed to actually have like a big like team on team power ranger fight but they didn't because they were so low quality but then like me i'm like oh they had the rights to like a whole five other costumes from like the other show they were adapting for like the new zords so they just could have used those maybe like lightly modify them a little bit but like, so they even had five costumes for Power Rangers that looked different from the main team that they could have used that, that they didn't. Instead, <laughs> they made like these weird, like if like you had to like teach somebody like self-defense for like college campuses yeah. and made a dummy for it. Yeah. Yeah. If you wanted a faceless mugger number one costume, <laughs> this would be it. Man, they are sorry. I was like, you've got to be. <laughs> kidding me lord zed you're everything is baller except for the one thing that you really want you bought the costco version come on man you know any up they look like uh if like we found out that like magic exists by like some like karate instructor that could like animate scarecrows to like just to show that like <laughs> just to show how to maintain risk control so josh uh any mm-hmm. big thoughts on like guess like we get into the action of this part though because there's a lot that goes out here in this first like a uh, couple episodes see yeah i I like you were saying it before they he spawns in uh i can't remember the monster's name that like the Turbid shell monster shell. Shell, yeah i do like that he's he creates him he's like oh, he sends him out and then everybody already knows what it's called yeah. somehow i like that i was a big fan of that um yeah that was <laughs> that was fun um yeah i know because tommy has like essentially like one fight left in him I guess at the I uh, I think at that point he has like one fight left. Later in him. he doesn't, but at that point he's gonna lose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they you know they're just kind of just kind of dealing with that guy, and then I like that he basically beats them and then decides right, I'm good for now. I'll be back, and he just leaves him there. That was I'm I'm glad quality I'm plotting glad he brought that up because not only does he just leave <laughs> him there, he sends him back to Earth. Why, bro? <laughs> he's like I want to see watch you watch get defeated. Oh man, dog guy yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. dude, let's go on ahead and just beat the brakes off of him right now. And Zed's like, nah, silence. I'm like, dude, you better listen to dog guy because this is going to come back to bite you in the ass. At least keep him well, in the force field. Don't send him back to Earth. <laughs> that's true. That was the thing, too, because even earlier, I don't know if it's the same episode or not, uh, but the first time they fight the, the show monster, he, he gets mad at Zed gets mad at it for not stopping them when it had the chance. But then he goes ahead and does yeah. the exact same thing. Yeah, right. Dude. <laughs> and then so like Tommy goes back to his lab that has like three Spencers spinning like ball globes. I don't know what these things were supposed to do. I guess maybe just look cool because if they were attached to something, that was whack. And then of course he builds a <laughs> thing to like stop the signal jammer so they can get to Zardon and the damn robot guy. And mm. I'm just like, bruh, come on, dude. Really? Yeah, I I don't know. Zed's plan here is flaw. He had it right in the palm of his hand, and I don't know. I guess 
the Rangers not having good costumes to fight. Yeah, that was one of the most, that was one of the biggest letdowns. You think they're going to jump into like some evil Zords and then it's going to be on, but no. Yeah. You know, no, no. And then not only that, he's like, we wiped their minds. They'll never know it happened. I was like, well, that's convenient. You know, is that what they keep doing to yeah. the town? So these people don't freak about, out about the giant robots that they just wipe their memories every <laughs> damn time. That's <laughs> like they're living in the big O universe. You know, I, I like that part as well because they see it on the news and the guy's like, yeah, the monster's destroying the city. Yeah. And then they, uh, they show up and they're like, oh man, it looks like the monster destroyed another building. We got to yeah. get going. <laughs> yeah. And one of those buildings was clearly cardboard. You can see it like wobble, you know, that's going to happen though. Uh, oh, I love it. Like I said, man, I love a good gaff. You know, I like to see the zipper yeah. and the whole nod. You know, so I ain't mad at it, but it's definitely a thing. Can we can we talk about the Power Rangers tactics for a second? Because they are not good at their job at all. You know, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Dude, all the Zord does is is walk forward. At least take a step to the side when it's well, firing <laughs> missiles at you. You know, like <laughs> parry with the sword. You can tell, do though. Something. Um, this footage was meant to be for their old Zords. They just ch- wanted to have new toys. So they switched to their new ones. So, like, there's, like, a couple scenes where you can see, like, the monster, like, connecting with, like, what is a different Zor, but also none of the attacks are, like, physical. They're all, mm-hmm. like, ranged attacks. They're never in the same, like, frame together. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, why do you keep eating these missiles to the mouth? Just sidestep, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it just, they just keep walking forward every time until it's time to get the sword out. I'm like, damn, Rocky, at least cover up for a second, you know? The best scene. What do you go? Yeah, yeah. Um, is that like when the monster gets introduced? It says, "Ah, Power Rangers, I'm happy to see you. Since I've ordered to destroy you, just like this, and just like destroy some building." <laughs> and I love that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that thing was not messing around at all. You know. And then uh, can we jump towards the end here? <laughs> because how they defeat this thing is off the chain. So oh, Tommy has to get eaten by it. And then yes. he has this gangster-ass laser gun that he fires in its stomach. Hey, did Billy just have the gangster-ass laser gun laying around? Because he's yes. like, thanks, Billy, this worked great. I'm like, bruh, you know, the ATF hasn't kicked in Billy's door for making laser guns, <laughs> you know? Uh, Can we talk for a minute about how he gets into the monster? How he's like, I got to get inside of it. And then it's just a hard cut to the monster being like, mm, look, lunch for me. And he's just inside of like these giant watermelons or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, like there's like a giant wooden crate full of watermelons on top of a stock car yeah. for some reason that Tommy just had ready. Yeah. I, I just love how quickly it happens. So they're like, oh man, we got to get this, get this done. It's just, he's already in it. There's no build up to it. He's just, yeah, we got it. Yeah, that was hilarious. And then he gets in there and starts firing the laser gun and heats up the stomach to like the point he passes out. I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> was this part of the plan? You know, you didn't you didn't factor in for the laser gun, you know. But also like <laughs> the whole plan is to heat him up to like this really high temperature and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to be in this really high temperature." The person area. whose powers right. are failing shouldn't be going inside the monster's like stomach. That should be somebody else at that point. But <laughs> And then, like, Zach uses a fire hose to shoot freezing mist at him. Dude, can we talk about how he goes to the fire hose? Man, why do they have to flip everywhere they go? I know that it looks cool, but, dude, that is, 
so impractical and it is every time every time they got to leave a frame best believe there's a back flip coming or a front flip or some kind of flip for anything they do if they gotta go sign like their name to something they front flip and go do it It, it's you're absolutely right there's a scene there's the one scene where they all get there they get knocked out of their zord and tommy comes running up from behind to like check in on them he runs in the middle of them and flips as he gets into the middle of the group for no reason (laughs) dude he just does a little flip and he's like, is everyone okay? Okay. How much work has been done by advertisers and like other like shows to make sure you never look away? They just found out at some point, mm-hmm. if you could just add a flip, it like decreases the chance of somebody looking away by 50% in this scene. It's a great point. I, mm-hmm. I mean, it had me on the edge of my seat, you know, but my other question is while we're talking about getting flipped out of shit, why, how did they get flipped out of their Zords? How does that happen? Does it just like, throw them up out yeah. of the mouth does the yeah. chest piece pop open how it just happens do they phase through it <laughs> i think it's like an eject for when like they're taking too much damage like it's a safety thing i don't know mm. but did they got like just ejects them out the rear do they or got slides that thing's taller than like a skyscraper they fall out of it does it <laughs> does it like eject them from their shoe if so, that doesn't make sense because they're still fall. i don't know man like the mechanics of it <laughs> just boggle my mind uh, <laughs> Yeah, you shouldn't, you should not be getting rolled out of your thing. And while we're talking about being outside of your Zord, why does Tommy stand on his Zord when he's clearly taking missiles to the grill? He's just standing on top of that (laughs) thing like damn Captain Morgan, you know, getting the Zord, (laughs) bruh. The Zord has to be able to hear the flute. I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. And then finally they water hose him down and, you know, it. He explodes and then Tommy comes back flipping out of it like, you know, Mary Lou Retton. I don't know. It's it's wild. Do we want to go to uh, how they deal with like the green crystal? Oh, because that was my biggest. Yeah, man, I'm glad you brought that like, up because oh, it's here in my notes. I was like, you got to be kidding me. They're like, oh, man, we got to sneak in. <laughs> Only someone who doesn't have ranger powers can do it. And he's and Tommy's, of course, is like, well, it's got to be me. They teleport him. Like five feet away from the crystal, he just walks over, picks it up, and smashes it, and the problem is is solved. Yeah, I was like, why they couldn't do that from the beginning? Well, I don't originally, know. Originally, <laughs> Curtis was supposed to do it. Not really, no. He just plays the trumpet at a really high pitch, and it shatters. Yeah, man, <laughs> this thing is the most delicate. You know, this is what you're keeping his powers in. You didn't think to put it in like a collector's case or something. You know, uh, it used to be I'm a candle. <laughs> it was a candle, and it was a. That was a crystal, and next it'll just be like some like incense, maybe or like some weed. I don't know. I don't know. I was like, dude, this guy's <laughs> got kryptonite. You know what are we doing? Yeah, it, yeah, it was ridiculous. If they could have, if he could have transported him in five feet from Zed, why didn't they just transport the Power Rangers in there and go to work? You know, like mm-hmm. or or transport the freaking Zord right on top of him. Problem solved. I don't know. I'm with you. As soon as I saw that, I was like, man, you got to be shitting me because. It was that easy. That's all it took. We built up all to this just for you to go over there and oops. Yeah. yeah. At a certain point, though, you just have to understand that. You suspend your disbelief, you know. They, like, very barely care about continuity and story. And it's, like, this is, like, <laughs> where they care, which is why there's, like, putting enough effort to, like, film scenes that are due. But that's as oh, far yeah. as they can go. Oh, I mean, I, I know I'm clowning on it, but like I said, I loved all of it. It was, like, cheese-tastic, you know, and plus I know that I'm not the target audience for this, so, you know, 
for you know it's good for what it is kids don't need a bunch of intricate you know neil gaiman-esque plot but at least a little a little something because like at the very at the very end the evil rangers who had their mind wiped so they don't know what the hell is going on yeah that was my next question how they resolve that vital plot point yeah. that needed to happen now in, the, yeah, in these so episodes they roll up <laughs> and buy some drink and the pink rangers like maybe they just need some friends so they roll over Tommy, you know, the Red Ranger slaps down like a tenor on it. You're like, wow, thanks. Everybody fucking pounds it up and then everybody's friends. Yep. They never come back. Well, well. I also like the idea of they just need some friends, even though there's clearly like five or six of them there. They already have friends. They have each other. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I guess they all went back to juvie, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, there's so many small touches, like how they all hang out, like at like, the youth center after school, like even the bad kids, and like one student works there apparently. And like when they like want sodas, and like he's like, Oh, five sodas, four dollars. And I was like, Oh, okay, this is that kind of like 20, 25 years ago, huh? Oh, yeah, Man, I'd almost get half of a drink with that amount today. Buy four, get one free. It was 25 cent beer night, you know? yeah. <laughs> and they end this whole thing with, um, school break but only for tommy apparently because he's the only one like who leaves the cast but like <laughs> he comes back three episodes later as the white ranger um is the next episode of this podcast but um like two of those three episodes are explicitly about tommy and also um the ninja encounter one that is the next set um takes place after but it's important to watch it before i think because man uh what do y'all think about, uh, about this like next episode or like if you like watched all three which you like i i like that it starts off with a seven minute sequence of them chasing after a yes. man dude how long <laughs> is this hill you know what i'm saying how long is this hill it's a, it's that a big baby park. goes man yeah no shit you know and that baby rides for dude it's gotta be six miles you know if it's a damn <laughs> foot and i like how it starts because the Ninja Squad starts roughing up his dad because the stroller bumps one of their bicycles. I'm like, bruh, really? You're gonna whip dad's and ass in, in high front of his kid with full motorcycles? Yeah, mm-hmm. where did they? It's legitimately a third of the episode is them chasing after the they stroller. They don't morph this episode. They don't turn mm-hmm. to the Power Rangers episode, dude. Again, uh, back flipping all over the place in rollerblades. <laughs> you know. And these weren't even trying to be realistic. These were like full on like wire foo. I was about to say, yeah, it's wire work is there's there's a point where they jump over that that uh, I think it's the old couple when they do it. And they're literally like hovering in the air for like four seconds as they just kind of they're holding their feet steady and they just slide past them in the air. Yeah. And then. Yeah. And then the thing of it is, is like. None of these other people's try to stop this baby at all. It's a stroller, man. It ain't they're a all car. jumping out of the way. Whoa, stroller coming! Weirdly through. enough, yeah. Bulk and Skull make a face turn, and they're super trying to help out here, which is weird, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was odd. And then, like, I, I mean, I, I guess we'll get into it as the episodes go on. But yeah, they're really all about taking care of this kid, you know, to a strange degree. This episode starts with like one of the like funniest lines to me though. Um, they're just like in the park, and then Toby says, "What a cool way to spend a Saturday with good music and good friends in the park." <laughs> just, what <are> you? <laughs> and like, if you notice, um, Tommy is at this point the White Ranger, but he's wearing green again, just so they can match mm-hmm. the scenes. Because at this point, the actors for the red, yellow, and black they'd left the show. 
because they wanted to be part of like SAG AFTRA and the show was non-union. So basically mm-hmm. they aren't in these episodes, which is why there's like these weird parts where like Jason's speaking, but it's clearly not Jason or like they're all <laughs> dressed in old costumes from like, it's most noticeable for Tommy because he's wearing white at this point because he's a white ranger, except for he's wearing a lot of green again in these episodes to like match them <laughs> the footage. Oh yeah. It's, it's wild. And then, like, while they're chasing the baby through the park, why did they have to knock that one guy off the ladder? That seems surplus. You know what I'm saying? Like, that could have been totally avoided, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, you broke this guy's hip chasing, trying to save this baby. I don't know. I, and you never, I don't know, you never see him again. It's just a really weird scene to me. Well, there's a reason you never see him again. He fell off the ladder. I'm like 10 feet up in the air. Yeah, he gets up. He's fine. I don't know. The ground must have been made of rubber or something because he doesn't seem harmed at all. It's just, it seemed like a dick move. That guy totally could have avoided that ladder if he'd have tried. Mm-hmm. He purposely knocked that guy off the ladder. I thought it'd come back into play, but it doesn't. No, it does not. Um, and also, I did not know um, before we watched both these episodes like that they would both be about Zed trying to get a bunch of shitty teens to be his like elite warriors. Mm-hmm. just a really funny thing that just happens that much i guess for like 10 episodes apart it happens like in the actual show i guess but still uh yeah it, yeah his plan his plans are pretty simple i guess try to recruit mm-hmm. it can't be that hard to find some badass kids to like want to be power rangers though that was my question with tommy though because like when he gets turned like it's like you have like rita saying like oh it's the ultimate war it's like Get like Ken Shamrock or Mike Tyson or some shit. Like, what are you doing? Like, you don't need to get like some random like douchebag of long hair. Like, there's other people who could do this. It has to be somebody from their high school. Otherwise, it's just not going to work. Yeah, and like, uh, when like the three Rangers um do change like to these new characters like Rocky, Adam, and like Haisha, um, the reason they stop being Power Rangers is because they go to Switzerland to be part of a global peace summit. I'm like, you could teleport. This doesn't matter. You could totally still be Power Rangers. You have teleportation technology and giant robots. Wait a minute. You're shitting me. That's the reason they give up being Power Rangers? They go to like, mm-hmm. no. You don't know that? No. Like, no. I, I, you know, I'd fallen off the bandwagon by the time New Rangers came around. That's why they quit. I figured, mm-hmm. like, they got their ass whipped too much or... You know, their Zords were falling apart or their voodoo was wearing off or hell, they even had to go to college or something, you know, like, uh, yeah. And while we're on the teleportation thing, I really hope that they contact the Ragers before they teleport them, you know, because as teens, you never know what you're going to teleport into. If you catch my drift, you know, Zardon was just like, teleport those other rangers over here now. And I'm like, man, I hope, you know, they're not in the middle of a shower or something, you know. It was just like Zardon was like, get them. A plot for a, a later episode is that they are leaving for the World Peace Conference in Switzerland. So so the Rangers have to go to an abandoned planet to steal a like sword that lets them transfer the powers. Which well, is wait great. Wait a minute. Like so they're not going as the Power Rangers and they're just regular kids. Yeah. As far as I know, how the hell did they get invited to this peace summit? <laughs> They're representing Angel Grove. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, the world powerhouse that it is. You know, I, uh, they're like, is that that city that gets destroyed all the time? There's nothing peaceful about that. Unless they were like, <laughs> here's our like course on how to like survive 
Haley giant monster attack. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they got that on lock. I'll give them that. Speaking of locks, I need to learn how to pick a lock. Apparently, it comes in more handy than I think it will. You know, one thing I really want to stress here is that so this is our fourth episode, look at Power Rangers. Um, mm-hmm. had like Mighty Morphin, and like so it started a like international food festival, a science fair. Then there was like a regional karate competition. Then there was like an ATV scavenger hunt. And now we have a ninja competition, which just seems to be a 3v3 tag team, like MMA, like ninja fight. (laughs) What is the what? They just had to invent the wildest shit to justify having people fight each other in like a sports setting, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah true that and to be completely honest like the evil the evil guys got hosed by the judges they were whipping those guys asses i don't know how i figured yeah well it's about fighting honorably they even mentioned like, that wait yeah he was like fighting honorably wins every time i'm like <laughs> rick flair told me otherwise and i think i'm going with his advice you know i fucking love it if, like you just thought like oh no it's like for the seventh season it's back it's tommy and he's covered in blood again just like Ooh. <laughs> uh yeah it was wild and then like lord zed's original plan is to take the evil guys but then they lose the tournament and he's like well you know get the good guys i'm like no man still get the evil guys just power them up a little bit you know pay to get them to go to a better ninja school but this happens before in the third season all the powers have become ninja so i was very confused when i was like this episode's called the ninja encounter that's not that doesn't happen yet but they just randomly have a ninja competition before they become ninjas like in 20 episodes it's never referenced yeah. <laughs> uh dude i will say one thing is that lord zed's uh signal jamming capabilities are off the meat rack he can every other thing he is jamming their signal to where they can't do anything you know he has got the greatest jamming equipment ever he just needs to stop letting them go it's really his only downfall. What? Yeah, really. He's had him beat so many damn times and just, <laughs> he just picks the laziest. I, I don't want to, I don't want to get to the snake too soon, but I've got some thoughts on that too. Okay. So yeah. at the end of this episode, <laughs> <Spoiler warning. laughs> Goldar is like, oh, um, he captures them all, including the dad teacher, Mr. Anderson, who they mm-hmm. didn't have to capture at all. Just he wanted to, I guess. But um, when he has them captured, I'm like the evil cave. Um, he says to the like three ninjas that will like later become Power Rangers, you three darlings have been personally chosen by Lord Zed. And I was like, what the fuck? Power Rangers. Goldar <laughs> has never been this like weird. This is like a really weird way to have your like villainous like golden griffin dude talk <laughs> to a bunch of characters. Man, I was really hoping. I was really hoping that the dad would turn evil, like the snake would go and bite him and then they'd all have to fight him or something like that. And the kid, (laughs) you know, I don't know where his mom's at. I guess she's working today. But man, I was really hoping that the dad was actually going to get bit accidentally and then Zed was going to be stuck with him for about three episodes till they could figure out how to save him. That would have been awesome. (laughs) He could have been the monster. Like he gets bit by the snake and he becomes the monster in the second episode that they fight for no reason. It does nothing to yeah. advance the plot that second episode of this three episode arc. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, man. They 
they could have condensed all of this into one episode. This is the most drawn out. Maybe like, two would have been fine, but like that was a monster they had already fought. They literally reused all the footage except for they cut out the old like Megazords and put in the new Megazord. It was it's yeah. wild. Let me ask you this: Why did they even bother not going all automatically to Thunderzord power? You know. Like, why even call out the old ones in the first place just to have them turn into Thunderzords? Are you even going to mess with them in the first form? Like, uh, th- like the souls of the Thunderzords had to be bonded to the bodies of the Dinozords. So they're like, th- they're the same being and they're transformed. I don't know. I don't know. It's, uh, it's, I, it's I don't know. And branding. why do they even leave the house not in the Zords? You know what I mean? Like, they always <laughs> roll up as just themselves. Even when the monster is already tall, fool, why are you wasting time running up there at five foot five when the monster's, you know, 125 feet tall? Just jump in the Zord and bounce, man. You know, it's there's a chance they might need to, you know, hop into a, a cart of watermelons and get eaten. You know, <laughs> Fair enough. Every once in a while. Touche. All right. <laughs> I'll buy that. I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> but like everything that happens in like the second episode just didn't need to happen like there's a point where they like split up and then before they can accomplish anything they regroup so they never actually go to like the dimension to fight like and like help their friends not get like killed i guess in hell or whatever because they're like (laughs) what could this skinless dude's dimension be we should assume the worst i think (laughs) yeah and man this monster is giving the rangers the business too he is whipping their ass constantly. Flower one or like the Hatchosaurus dinosaur one? Hell, both of them, really. You know, especially <laughs> the flower one, though. He he makes them look like chumps at least three times, you know. So now is where, like, I need to hear a very heated debate on a... So what about that wooden snake? <laughs> Dude, this snake is the laziest henchman I have ever seen. Dog guys, like, in one hour... This snake is going to bite you with pure evil venom. And I'm like, wow, this is going to roll. And then the snake becomes a snake. And then it's just like not doing nothing. Like, why would Zed put his trust in this snake? And it just seems like not in a hurry at all to do his bidding. I mean, I know it's to buy time, but it, when when your goal is not to have that happen, you know, get something with legs that can run over there in three bounds and not a snake that has to slither halfway. You know what I mean? Uh, Half its ribs are missing, so it can't actually slither. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. It's got arthritis in its back or something. I, <laughs> th- dude, this snake was, he was, he was earn, not earning his paycheck. That is for sure. <laughs> and why not go with something venomous? Why'd you go with the boa constrictor? I mean, I know why, because you can go to PetSmart and buy them for like 25 bucks. But again, I, the snake just seems like a bad call all the way around. And then it gets on the, it gets onto the person and then still doesn't bite them. Nope. He's like, don't make any sudden movements. Shouldn't that not matter? It's sole purpose is to bite people and turn them evil. You know, you could be dancing yeah. a jig and it should still bite you. That's its job. <laughs> Josh, what do you think about how the Rangers who uh, weren't actually in the episode because they were all stock footage, how they gained the ability to, to turn into action figures and fly and then later to turn into mannequins? <laughs> you know, I don't want to say it was a budget issue, but, you know, things happen. Uh, you know, they they did what they had to do. Yeah, they were trying know? to keep it non-union because <laughs> fuck them, I guess. But just it's a step away from like 
cutting oh cutting to like finger puppets and then back to the actual action you know do they continue to fly for the rest of the series this seems like a downgrade he's like instead of teleporting you you can fly (laughs) and then they start flying i'm like this seems a lot slower than being instantly teleported you know (laughs) how is this an upgrade and it's just happening you know we actually have a history of being teleported five (laughs) feet away from our objective you know we don't this is not better. Fly because Zed's so good at jamming that they didn't know where the monster was, so they had to fly to see it or something. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. But also, yeah, that's right. I forgot about his boss jamming signals. Like how how often do they need to like <laughs> fly? I doubt this happens more than two or three times in the whole show. Well, the one girl's got the pterodactyl that flies. Why didn't they just get in her thing and you know speed off? How fast are they flying by themselves? I mean, I guess the suits deal with the wind resistance and stuff, but. You know, you better hope you don't lose your helmet and rip your full head off while you're up there. You know, did they get the 747 flight patterns for that day? I don't know. And the way Zordon calls it, like, this is called jetting. And like, like nowadays, like, it would be tied to like a new toy. Like, oh, like here's like your new hang glider or like your jetpack or something. But it was just like the same them. So it didn't even accomplish like a marketing thing. <laughs> oh, I know why they didn't freaking teleport because apparently they can't teleport unless all of them are together really that can't be yes, true that's dude it, they that's what they say because they were going to teleport him to the thing but the other rangers were frozen because of the damn flower guy and they were like you can't teleport not together so they had to teleport to go get those chumps and bring them back to the thing so they could unfreeze them and then go teleport again but they teleport into that scene just the three of them yeah, but I guess like they can teleport to complete complete the chain, I guess, but they couldn't like teleport just those three. Dude, hand to God, because as I was watching it, I was like, dude, what kind of whack ass teleporter has to have all of you? <laughs> like for just such an occasion, you should be able to teleport anybody anywhere. You know, I was like, that is a design flaw. Yeah, that would ruin every single Star Trek conflict. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, their teleporters whack. Beam me up, Scotty. Sorry, you lost a red shirt. Can't do anything. You're you're <laughs> on your own. Bring the ship down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why in Star Trek they always have like a nice like a nice like barrel full of like random rocks, the same weight as their like different red shirts to <laughs> teleport with them. Right. You know? yeah. You're on some Indiana Jones shit, like when he replaces that thing <laughs> with the bag of sand. <laughs> Dude, why when at like the flower monster makes another monster. They defeat that other monster and they're morphed up. Yep. They go back to the base. They're unmorphed only to have to leave immediately and remorph. <laughs> and they you split know? up and then they don't do anything. Then they regroup again. <laughs> it's just, like I said, they, they take a lot of extra steps. You know, they are not good at their job. I'm surprised the earth has not been cash yet, but only because Zed is worse at his job. He's letting them go every episode. And they spend all these episodes being like, and be careful, like the monster's going to the power plant because it's about to germinate and make an army. And we never see any of the like monsters it's trying to make or anything. It just never, that never gets any kind of like conclusion or like hint of like, oh, we have to like destroy these flower eggs or something. Well, like, I guess that'd be seeds, but still. Dude, one of the new guys has the line. <laughs> Uh, has the line that wraps this whole episode up. He was like, man, this is too weird. Word, son. Word it is. Because that that's that that's as emotional as he gets. 
as he's being chained up with a bunch of putties running around in a demon dimension as he's just like, man, this is too weird. Yeah. <laughs> I guess shock. I don't know, what man. Y'all like think I said, about that snake it. that like beat up Billy, like just like took out the Blue Ranger. Oh man, <laughs> this clearly <laughs> rubber snake. Around on the ground with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. So he picks up a real snake and it almost instantly turns into a fake snake that you would pick up from Cracker Barrel or Walmart, you know? Like, it's not nearly the same size. It's not nearly as big around. And watching him wrestle with this toy snake is sad, you know? But also, like, it just looks like if, like, you were doing it in, like, a movie to get, like, some, like, sex appeal going. Like, oh, like, you, like, come get, like, attacked by this animal in, like, these, like, weird, like, skippy clothes so we can, like, get shots of you, like, writhing around. It's just, like, the Blue Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> No, like I said, it's sad. And like, they're like, you know, the kids are like, the dad's telling the kids, the new rangers, he's like, don't make any sudden moves. I'm like, dude, it's a snake. Just kick it in the face. You know what I mean? You can fend off a snake, especially like a boa constrictor for a good long while. Yeah, it's not. If you kick it away, it's going to take it at least another three episodes to get back to us. Right. That's what I'm saying, man. (laughs) As slow as this snake was moving, I would not have been, you know, I Plus, you got a chain around your hand. Just choke it to death with that. I, yeah, this dude. I'm telling you, he fucked up with this snake. Like, he should have. He should have paid for a better snake token. You know, whatever. <laughs> wherever he got that one, it was defective. Well, when he first shows up, like he has like a snake in his lap, like um, Lord Zed, and I guess he um scares all of the minions, and then the snake transforms like into his staff. So he just likes to like make things out of snakes. This is obvious. I mean, I guess it, I guess it's worked for some people, yeah. you know, the old snake staff. But you better have the plagues that come with it. This one was, you know, this is the family dollar snake staff. It was not. It was not on <laughs> par. You know, dude. Can we talk about in this third episode that they run this Vulcan skull trying to change a diaper game for way too long? Like it is a solid <laughs> three and a half minutes of them doing this gag where. At one point, he's wearing the diaper on his head. Uh, they're tearing him. Like, I've never seen two people have such a little understanding of what a diaper is. Yeah, I can see messing up one, but a whole 30-pack? Yeah. Come on, bro. I know. They're all over the place. It's Bolt's the- first day under the yellow sun. He just can't help but to, like, tear all these diapers up. <laughs> Dude, and then when the dad gets rescued, he's like, y'all have done such a good job. You want to babysit again? I'm like, dude, they did do a good job. They could barely feed the kid. They wasted a 30-pack of diapers. and They gave it a bean burrito. Right. You're lucky he's still alive. (laughs) Bull, what are you doing? And this baby just, like, is so, isn't ever, like, they never do, like, a scene where the baby's, like, smiling at them. The baby's just miserable and crying and, like, wet, like, raw, like, red face the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, show you right. This kid is not having a good time at all. Yeah, um... The Power Rangers have to unmask Billy because he can't breathe, I guess, because mm-hmm. the helmet's in the way, which seems weird for like advanced alien technology. But um, and then they also unmask and they get to see who they are. Well, dude, before before he goes to fight the snake, the white Tommy is like, Billy, go help him out. I'm like, dude, you don't want to use a code name or something. Your voice isn't modulated, and you know how many Billies are running around this joint. You know, 
it was just very surprising. It ain't like Robin yells out, hey, Bruce, watch out. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what's the point in even having the mask if you're going to use your real name? I mean, to be fair, like, if like you saw somebody like yelled Spider-Man, um, hey, Peter, and they're like, oh, that could be a lot of fucking people. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, maybe if you don't if you don't know this person, if these people were just like totally strange to Billy, then that's one thing. But Billy knows these folks. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they never use code names, which is a problem. But it only really happens hmm. here when it's supposed to happen. But um, I mean, all the villains know who Tommy is. You know, they know his name. They spent those entire episodes calling him Tommy. That is true. Why didn't they ever just go to his house while he was asleep and whip his ass? We've been asking that question. (laughs) They know who all the Power Rangers are from like the jump, like Rita Mm -hmm. did, that does. And just like at a certain point, like just like destroy the school while they're in class or something. Destroy the school, go destroy, uh, go destroy Billy's lab, you know? Ha ha ha. Billy's really stressed about getting over a 29 on the ACTs. We're going (laughs) to shoot a rocket. We're going to go ruin his really cool laser gun that can yeah. heat things up. Yeah, they're just going <laughs> to go fucking play a three-piece band outside of Billy's window before a big test. Yeah. <laughs> the, dude, this snake, man, when are we going to get to the fireworks factory? They run this snake out for like three and a half episodes before it finally, quote unquote, does something. You know, again, <laughs> this snake is not good at what it was intended to do. I do like how you see Tommy throw the actual snake and then they just shoot it with the laser. Like, at a certain point, you could just, go, like, you can go. You don't have to kill the snake. Like, you had all your friends. You could just go. Dude, can we talk about the weak point on the putties being a giant Z on their chest? Why are you going to make a target for where exactly you need to hit them? And why make it in the middle of the chest? Why not in their ankle so they got to get leg swept all? It seems like a big design flaw. If you had to, in my head, you like w- would have it be like some spot, like the top of their head or something, or like somewhere that would like never be touched. But yeah, they just wanted to have like cool new designs. But yeah, that center chest is real dumb. Like, <laughs> wouldn't if you were going to put a Z on it, wouldn't you make it armored so when they tried to punch them in their weak spot, they they would like break their hand or something? What is the thing made of that they can punch them in the chest? Is it like a whack-a-mole pad or something? Though I do like how they claymation, like, they break into parts. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. That's a really fun, like, mid-90s, like, effect, I guess. Yeah. Even, um, I can't remember its name, but the shell monster does the same sort of thing when it's moving mm-hmm. around. I really like the way that, like, this last set of episodes, like, ends, though, where, um, Alpha does a background check on the new kids and says they're model citizens. I'm like, wait, what the fuck does that mean? Like, are we playing like respectability politics? Like, I'm sorry, but you did not properly protest, so we're gonna have to fucking kill you for knowing about the Power Rangers. <laughs> like, I don't even know Dude, what that means. Maybe you know, it was yeah, they ain't got no shoplifting on their shit. They never cheated on a test or whatever. Like, huh. yeah, what did he do? Go into their personal files? What file did he look in to get these kids' backgrounds? Your model you citizens. Know? What does that mean? Right. Did they do exit <laughs> interviews on their friends and stuff like that? Did they call for a reference check? Like, what if, like, it's like, oh, like, in private, um, you're really fucked up, actually. We don't want you part of this. No, they, they just say, seems like you go to school and are ninjas and, like, do other fun school activities, like ninja class or whatever. <laughs> Dude, I will say that they beat end up beating Flower Man way too easy. 
Like he is giving them the business for a good two episodes or so. And then like at the end, giant sword and it's all over. You know, the fight scenes aren't very elaborate in this, like towards the later half. I at least remember like there being some punching. I guess you, I guess it's because they said they, they had, you said they had to splice in those Zord footage mm-hmm. though, right? Yeah. A lot of these are like monsters that like, didn't actually fight those Zords. This one might have fought the Zords. I'm not sure. I don't think so. You, you don't ever see them in the scene together. I guess that makes more sense, though. You know, I keep forgetting that they, they're from two different things that they just put together. No, this one was actually from the same footage, uh, just way earlier in the show before they had the White Ranger in it. Because, like, um, the ones that have, like, the cool eyes are are the ones that were in like like the season in Japan. So it was like all I themed or whatever, like Illuminati themed, I guess. Hmm. It was like Illuminati and like part like horny leather people versus like martial <laughs> artists that had like mystical powers based off Japanese myths. Yeah, Sentai is like real cool in the 90s. It's real wild. They just do shit. But no. Um so some final thoughts. Uh would you say that um you understood like the passion and the pain of tommy and then later on like you saw the like burgeoning relationship and like the real bond form between these new characters and the power (laughs) sorry i couldn't make it through that without dragging up (laughs) dude like i know i'm kind of shit on this a lot but i actually didn't mind it a whole lot uh yeah when damn what's his name gold bond goldar gordo there we go. Goldar. When he's damn, when he's showing Tommy all of his deeds and is trying to get him to like give up on himself and stuff, I was just like, really? And then he digs down deep and yeah, man, you can really tell he was, you know, carrying the passion to get teleported in five feet and crush a crystal to save the day. <laughs> you know, he has some good kicks. He has some good kicks where he gets the time travel. He's got some boss flips. You know, if you need somebody to do a flip, then he's your guy because. He's got that down pat. And like not great writing, not great actors, but I do appreciate how many of their own stunts they're doing for like what it is, you know. I like that Zed's like nether realm is just a nice peaceful field. Very out of character. <laughs> yeah, you'd think the floor would be made of lava, but it's just a nice yeah. flowing <laughs> flowing field He's of like, green. You know, these these rangers are really getting to me. I just need to meditate a little bit. He's gonna go sit on this hill. Enjoy the quiet. Get in a warrior pose, relax. What you just said with the Nether Realm, yeah. <laughs> I was like, is Power Rangers just low budget Mortal Kombat? <laughs> and yet yeah, it's a little bit. That'd be a dark turn. <laughs> Josh, what do you think about the uh cool uh uh the burgeoning relationship between these new Power Rangers and like did you really get their sense of like camaraderie and community out of this? I think they really started bonding over their uh, their farcical win in the ninja tournament. Um, <laughs> you know, they're there. Che- everyone everyone was there cheering for him, so that was cool. Uh, I think they got started on the right on the good foot. Um, I was kind of hoping to see if they would be declined from entering the Power Rangers because then they'd have their minds wiped. But at least they'd get free drinks out of it down at the Jamba Juice, so that well, would have been cool. Five more episodes to actually become Power Rangers. They do not have any new footage of the three actors that left. It's all stock footage and these three characters are in it, but it takes them five episodes to write the plot to the point where they can go to a, another planet and get a magic sword that lets them change powers so they can go to Switzerland. I'm like, how bad are you at writing? Just just next episode. Power Rangers, you have to go to Switzerland. 
here is a magic sword. Like, <laughs> at a certain point, you're just sending three characters to a peace conference in Switzerland, and you, you're using a magic sword to change the powers over because you needed to have a reason. You can't just pass them over. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to keep it real with you. This Switzerland revelation is blowing my mind. You know, <laughs> that is where you went. That's where you went. You know, that, that, that Switzerland peace conference? Come on, man. You know, that... Dude, I could think of 106 different ways to pass that power on this not a Sweden freaking peace conference. You know, they should have knighted them. You know, the old ones, like I said, the old ones had to retire. They blow out an ACL or something. You know, the Pink Ranger got knocked up. I don't know, something, something. You know, there's a million ways to do it. Switzerland peace conference ain't it. You know, well, in like the um, third season, Kimberly leaves because there's like a cat that comes to life and is a hot British girl. I forget. That's one of the episodes we have later on because I really don't know how that like how this girl with the cat becomes a pink ranger instead. But I guess um looking at the wiki right now, Kimberly gets recruited to go to the global gymnastics in like Florida games as like a the representative for America. Uh and then um <laughs> in Power Rangers Zio she sends Tommy a letter to break up with him, like a Dear John letter, because she meets somebody oh, in Florida. True. It's like, Last what? Song, yeah, that's whack. <laughs> they wrote that after the character had been out of the show for like half a season or whatever. Just say they broke up. <laughs> They're they probably like, whoops, we got this plot thread hanging. You know what? She just writes him a letter and runs off with some dude she met at the <laughs> conference. You know, I don't know. Power Rangers is, it's wild how bad they are at story sometimes i mean like i said we're not the target audience so i can you know I, i'll give them a pass but uh I, I mean try a little bit though you know really quick let's write um we have eight episodes to have three power rangers become n- new people how do you do it i think i could do it in like two <laughs> episodes it's just like oh no you have to you get hit by radiation and you have to like transfer the powers or else like it'll become fatal Uh, nice yeah that's pretty succinct we're like oh no we have to go to switzerland (laughs) sorry just the way i have to go to switzerland (laughs) is great (laughs) man i would i would just be like you know we're we're getting too old like the power doesn't last forever there's like a not just like narnia on the power yeah, and then you got to pass it to the next person, you know? I mean, for some reason, they got to keep putting kids in danger. So, you know, once these guys get, like, college-aged, you're like, all right, man, your power's up. You got to go, you know? Then I would have had them all have to go and, like, pick their su- successor, you know? Mm-hmm. So then you could fill up eight episodes of that. Everybody gets one yeah. episode apiece. That's, what, five? One to set it up, two to end it. You know, like, the old guys give up. Their power to the new guys kind of, you know, train them a little bit. Zed throws his damn thing down. Monster pops out, you know, new guys to the rescue. I'm sure the old guys would have to do something. Unjam a signal, for instance. He seems to be about that <laughs> life, you know. Get Tommy to go back in the science lab one more time. He blows it up somehow. You know, it would have been a whole thing. What would you write as the story of, like, changing Power Rangers, Josh? <laughs> I, they just remove their names from the Power Rangers registry and put the new guys' info in. They seems to be they're they're apparently omniscient as far as like these people's backstory and uh their like their uh, moral compass. So I mean, 
doesn't seem like it'd be something out of their range of like scientific exploits. Oh yeah, I left the background checks out of mine. Sorry. They gotta yeah. do some background checks first, then then they can get some powers. Yeah. Uh hey, we noticed that your credit yeah. score is like six ten. You can't be a power ranger. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna we can't go into debt here. All right. Uh, it's bad enough we gotta keep the military office about having this giant thing this giant base on the side of a cliff here. Yeah, we need to see your W-2s. Yeah, we noticed that you didn't report um, this income from when you were like in like landscaping at the summer. Uh, I see your lemonade stand's doing real well, huh? Can't help but notice that uh, at Ellis Island, your family took the O to their last name. That's that's a little sketchy for us. Yeah, who are you running from? from, Yeah. Let's hear you like shoddily put together costumes with red over the eyes and mouth. That's going to be an issue. <laughs> and these kids' parents at, they spend a lot of time unsupervised. And to be Power Rangers, like, are they just all orphans? That might be one of the things you have to do to be a Power Ranger. Cause like they do, like I said, they do a lot of stuff. When do they go home? Like never. Does the city's getting attacked constantly? Zardon's teleporting you back to the base every, you know, 45 minutes like what if they're eating dinner he's like we got a emergency and he's like dude not now i'm eating dinner with my family what am i gonna you know you can't keep telling them that you gotta go to sleep early or whatever i don't know hey rangers it's time to go and like sort of like i'm really trying really hard like we're like i'm just about to lose my virginity can you please stop like i really gotta go sort of please help me out just right later You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to give me a minute. We don't have a minute. Well, you know, you caught me on the can, homie. I can't. You know, I can't pinch it off. I'm right in the middle of doing business. <laughs> you know, like it never ends. I don't know. I, you would think the suits have some kind of filtration system, I guess. But <laughs> so the um, command center for the Power Rangers. That's a real building. Oh wow. Yeah, it is uh, the. Um, it's called uh, the um, Brandis Barden Institute. Is on the campus of the American Jewish University near LA. And it's like j- j- just a real vil- like real thing they use. <laughs> it's used as a non-denominational summer program for, ch- for teens, I guess is it. It was weird for me to hear that it's like a real uh, <laughs> place, but. Oh, well, that's pretty wild. Interesting. This is just a weird section of episodes that has lots of weird stuff happening. Just so it's so interesting to see how they write and not and don't write their way through problems of this show from like 25 years ago really the only thing that was unforgivable was the way they hopped over those donkey kong barrels uh, i agree yeah that was one of the yeah, that's that's the main that issue. was one of the highlights for sure <laughs> and it's right off the bat it's like one of the first things they do is they open with that you know it's just why why do you need to show them doing that just to <laughs> It just has to be to keep people looking at the show. It's like, oh, look at this. Watch the show. Watch the show. They're doing some jumps. Yeah. Should have at least done like three or four front flips over them. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm very surprised <laughs> that they did not jump. There's or one scene over in the ninja competition where Aisha just spins in the air for like 15 seconds doing kicks and hitting people. <laughs> and again, nobody's surprised. Nobody in the audience gasps or anything. They're just like, yeah, she can. Yeah, like that's not fighting dirty. Is like doing magic in the middle of the ninja competition. We could con forever, but like I think um, that we should come to the end now. 
because there's just too much going on in this Power Rangers show. <laughs> but uh, no, um, for next time, um, we will have on Dave Lulls from Hit Me One More Time, and we will talk about the White Ranger episodes and compare that arc to the same arc in Die Ranger, the Japanese show that that is the like origination from. Um, and also, right now, we are pushing in four more five star, um, four more five star reviews on iTunes. We will do a bonus episode. And that has lots of options, like the Japanese dub of like King of the Hill. We might watch like some much weirder, like mid two thousands, like comedy toku, like hentai comedy, that kind of stuff. That's just like a dude that wears panties on his face and just like outside of our normal comfort zone. But no, um, but like enough about that. Um, where can people find you, Josh? Uh, so I'm on uh, my brand is Dead Jester Productions. We're on uh, iTunes right now, Apple Podcasts. We are uh, getting started on Spotify. Uh, people can go to deadjesterproductions.live that has links to all of our stuff our merch podcast everywhere and brandon uh you can check us out on uh facebook at tokyo black hour uh check out our youtube channel we've got some content on there also tokyo black hour uh you can follow us on twitter at tokyo black pod um you can find us anywhere podcasts are played um if you want to call into the show you can call into 470-387-1942 we'll play some uh voicemails if you leave them and uh, don't forget to go to tokyoblackworld.com, buy some t-shirt merchandise. We got stuff for sale. So oh, you can find us at all those spots. Man, so I did not know that you had like a phone number. That's next level. I feel a little like, oh, I should step it up. Nice. Oh, yeah, man. We've had a couple people call in like, you know, as we're recording. If I can remember, sometimes I'll damn put when we're recording on the uh, Facebook page. So go over like the Facebook page. I'll throw the number up and uh, you can call in like during the show while we're recording it and we'll put you on the air for a little bit so let me know next time you're recording i'll absolutely call in when i can just be like okay yeah word yeah we'll do real quick though for both of you when do new episodes of your show pub every week uh we drop uh we drop every wednesday and uh for sure and then we've got another uh show that me and my girlfriend do call uh called uh, movies my girlfriend hasn't seen that drops bi-weekly on uh, Mondays. Nice. And uh, and our podcast comes out every Wednesday as well. And our uh, video schedule on YouTube is just kind of whenever. You can find me on Twitter.com at James Forge. You can find my regular co-host James at PopCultNet on Twitter. And then the podcast is at Come Ride With Me. Come Ride With Me.com And you can send in emails to podcast at Come Ride With Me dot com and towards the end of this whole power juice experiment um which is still <laughs> seven more episodes <laughs> um we will be having some um final thoughts some questions so get those in as well and like one more time that is podcast at comrightme.com and thank you everyone for coming out uh thank what's a good what crimes were committed today in these episodes of power rangers um well you definitely had kidnapping you know um <laughs> Assault battery. Yeah, crimes against like the laws of physics. Oh yeah, true that. Uh I guess no snakes were actually harmed in the filming of this. You know. You definitely had rubber snake abuse for sure. That was <laughs> Yeah. That was something. And you had like gratuitous use of abuse of runtime. Run yeah, and back yeah. flips. <laughs> <laughs> abuse of flips for sure. <laughs> yeah. They could cut that down by about a third, I would say. Then in my uh, grand and my dignified way, like I'm going to say uh, 
Watch Power Rangers and beat the rubber off your snake. Ah. Uh, I'll see what you did there. Uh, yeah, hopefully you don't have as much time wrestling, harder time wrestling with it as Billy did, you know, because he was struggling. Whenever I'm finished wrestling with my snake, I can't keep my helmet on. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was definitely out of breath. Yeah. All right, I'll see you, everyone. Have a good night. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh.